On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, sources say by the end of quarter four, 2024, we will be receiving a new Switch system. Is there going to be backwards compatibility? Is the console going to be even better than the original Switch? Find out on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse McClurk, Lita with... The adopter of nicknames Beto P.S. Esparza. Welcome back to Third Party Control Podcast, the podcast you come to for all the tips, tricks, all the video game news, and topics that you really care about. Welcome back, everybody. No Joe this week, but we're going to keep on keeping on, trucking on. We got some stuff. It's been a while. We haven't talked about... People have been demanding... People have been asking for this battle. It's crazy. I'm I'm at a loss for words. So let's just let's just do it. Beto, what's up, fool? Hey, what's up, fool? Hey. I um, haven't really played anything. Have you not really? No. It's been like weeks, nothing? You haven't uh, touched anything? I have not turned on my PS5 in a good while. Why is that? Um, Why would you say that? I've been reading uh, Akira recently. Oh, I've been going through it. Um, I started reading it. I got to like volume five and then I stopped for like six months. I just decided to start over. And uh, I've been reading that. I've been getting into some... Other shit, uh, anime. I've been anime? watching. I've been watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. MMO. As you dope. Um, How far are you in it? I am on the third part, which is Stardust Crusaders. Oh, okay. Uh, first part of it, the Phantom, Phantom Menace, <laughs> the Phantom Blood. Really I think it's called. I was the Phantom Blood. It was alright. It was. It was. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, second part was good. Third part's been 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 really good too. Yeah. Um, but I just barely got into the third part. But uh, I'm enjoying it. It's cool. It's it's very very sexy. <laughs> Everybody like posing all sexy and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but I've been enjoying that. But I, uh, other than games, I haven't really been playing much. It's like a, a summer drought. But instead of there not being any games, me not really playing any games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But you just see what's up for. For me, game-wise, I beat Final Fantasy 16, and I don't want to see much on it. I think I was I got like 87 hours into it, but after how Final Fantasy 15 was, it's what I wanted. It's what I wanted from the series, and but yeah, look forward to a full episode review. I'm gonna be doing one with a special guest. Ooh, when's it gonna happen? It's gonna be. A week after this? Two weeks after? I don't know. You're going to have to find out when it goes up. But I'll talk more in depth of Final Fantasy 16. I picked up the new Pikmin, Pikmin 4. I've never gotten into a Pikmin game. I've, ha- I've had them. I've played them a bit. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I stopped. 
you know, just kind of push it off to the side. I'm like, I'll go back to it later. Never did. Dude, Pikmin 4? I don't know what it... Wh I can't pin pinpoint what it is that really hooked me, but I couldn't stop playing it. Just the idea, the mechanics, just things you have to do if you've played Pikmin before. I think it's similar to certain things, but it's kind of charming and unique in that sense of like see that's where I'm, I'm not i'm curious to like i don't know if it's a spoiler for pikmin or anything that's going on but i'm really digging pikmin 4 it's probably the one so far in the series that i really got attached to it's cool but i picked up disney's illusion island do you remember that one that got announced disney's illusion island looked like a it was like a cross between it looked like it had like old-timey Disney art style platforming four players so you can be Mickey, Minnie, Donald, or Goofy and you can play through it like four-player co-op so it looked like a level-based structure like platformer but um, I picked it up just to kind of check it out because I saw that the people who worked on the Battletoads beat-em-up the most recent one like from two three years ago on Xbox worked on this game so I'm like, oh man, they, they actually did a pretty cool job. And I know this wasn't a beat-em-up, but they did a really cool job like with the animation and everything in, in the Battletoads game when that came out. But I feel like it's their work on Battletoads was... That's what sucks, and, and I don't want to say this in a negative way, but it sounds negative. It sucks that it was on Xbox only. There wasn't a wide... Oh, there wasn't a wide audience to really try that game out. And I feel like it just got lost in the shuffle because around that time... I think Streets of Rage 4 came out and that shit was like I felt like the talk of like oh dude Streets yeah. of Rage 4 is like fucking great you know yeah. and then here's like Battletoads and it's I don't mm. think it was in the, in the level of like as Streets of Rage 4 but it was like oh man it's really good and I, th I remember Joe talked about it too and Joe's like it's actually really good I remember playing it I'm like oh this is awesome sucks that it's only on Xbox because no one's really talking about it and I, I feel like sometimes not all the time that when it's a, a game pass game it's forgotten even quicker yeah i just feel that i could be wrong but i feel like all those all those elements xbox game pass beat em up uh console exclusive it gets lost i think it's just because it's on one console if it was yeah. like a free game like for every console it'd probably be more popular for a longer time so yeah it was i don't know man it it, it was kind of a bummer but like i kind of picked it up because they, they worked on it and I wanted to try it out. And I'm like, oh, it looks unique and looks pretty cool. And I, I, I played it and it's a Metroidvania. Oh. So you're, you're like, it's going back and then like doing things. But it's it's cool because you have like things when you're exploring the, the dungeon level type of, of map uh, layout. Uh, you meet people that are like, hey, now you can do like a double jump. Like, you know, Mickey gets a jetpack and... Meanie gets um fuck what does she get like certain things like everyone gets a certain item to basically do a double jump yeah. you know like so you can reach higher distances or farther distances uh it's kind of like a joke that every time this guy i forget his name makes a item for everybody that uh donald's like a, a second thought like donald's like well what about me he's like oh here's this a pitchfork or something <laughs> just like you really didn't put any thought into my you know my stuff here but everyone has, it's funny because everything's based on a certain thing. Like Goofy's is always getting something that's based around food. So it's like either like a hot pepper. So he'll eat it and kind of bounce off or something. But anyway, you can choose your character. You can choose going through it. So I just chose Mickey because he's like, a, I guess like a main character or whatever. But going through it. But I did notice like you're dodging things. You're dodging platforms. You're dodging certain, like, you know, you always have those like uh, piranha plants. 
and if you're on it too long, boom, it'll snap and it'll grab you. So you kind of have to like, all right, jump on it, but really quickly jump off of it. It's not like a standard platform before it gets you and you lose the health. My first reaction was, oh, to stomp on the enemies that are around, but you, you can't attack. There's no attacking. Mm. And I, I thought, oh, okay, this guy's later going to give you something to kind of attack the enemies. No. I don't think, and then after a while it was just, not like I know, but like thinking, oh, I don't think they allowed Disney characters to attack creatures, like or monsters, even if it was monsters. Just assuming, but it's more of just like a going around, so think Metroid, going around, unlocking things, going back to open up areas with either new abilities or grabbing all the keys. So instead of the really hard exploring and kind of the slowdown from attacking enemies, you're kind of just traversing through the levels, dodging enemies and hoping not to die. Because you could still die from either damage areas like spikes or hitting actual enemies. Because some enemies you'll have some that like will charge up and then a huge electrical, like not explosion, but if you're in it, you'll get electrocuted, you lose a heart. So it's more avoiding traps avoiding enemies getting i don't know if they're called crystals or something for some reason but then later you get the i forget what they call it but you know when you slide on a wall and basically the prince of persia back and forth right the wall jumps the wall jumps there you go you get you get, get something to do start doing wall jumps and stuff and so, then okay, you stop cool. playing because you can do it i was able to do it <laughs> easy fucking without missing a beat so it's been it's been cool, but a part of me wants to kill the enemies. He's like, come on, fucking punch somebody. <laughs> but but there's like there, but there. It's like it's weird. You want to do that because you're so used to it in just games like that. But they are a an obstacle. Uh, they're part of the level of obstacle to avoid. So uh, yeah, I, I don't hate it because you can't. I guess it's just years of playing games like that where you want to. Yeah. It's not making it any worse, but then I'm going... You're just used to it that you feel like you have to do it. Yeah, you should like, do it. And like, I should, but it's not ruining it. But, yeah. you know, with the with the music, it feels like you're in a... You're you're at Disneyland with the music in the background. It's kind of cool. You're not at Disneyland. You're, you're in this other world. I forgot what it was. Because there is a story part of it. Like, there's a meaning to it. But I, I fucking dozed. I was just like, <laughs> I'm seeing these characters talking. It's fully animated, fully voiced and stuff. And I'm just like staring into the void. And, and then like it ends. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm just going to keep going. Like I just, I didn't, it didn't catch my interest. So I don't know if I was like tired or whatever. But with the colors, the gameplay is it's pretty neat. It was a pretty neat type of game mixing that like kind of metroid traveling metroidvania and the animation you know the characters and everything it, it feels like you know you're probably going to hear this a lot and it's a lot of it's in reviews it feels like you're spider-man it, it feels like you're a uh, uh a young black teen how is it like like <laughs> the, 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 the arrogant like, swagger of a black teen yeah the arrogant the, the arrogant <laughs> swagger of black when i'm playing mickey i, I feel like the arrogant swagger of a black teen um no, it, like everyone's gonna say, oh, it feels like a living, breathing cartoon. But it was pretty. It's pretty cool, like animation-wise. I really enjoyed it. Is it like a, a go fucking bite right now? I don't know, but I I didn't hate it. You know, that there's moments like, have you ever played a game and you can like play five minutes? And you're like, I'm done. I don't want to play this at all. But I Sonic. Uh, but Sonic. <laughs> but um, going through Illusion Island. It was fun just like dodging things. 
So it's just like going, I'm, I'm like, okay, I just have to collect things. So I see my path. So boom, I go collect that. Boom, jump off here. Boom, 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 dodge this guy. Oh, oh shit, the enemy's coming this way. So I got to dash back and kind of like, so it was a fun kind of traversing, dodging mechanic or whatever. Just, I was making it fun. So it, was, it was cool. It's cool. I like it so far. But a part of me does like, we're going to get like a weapon. <laughs> I'm going to kill things. Well, I'm going to fucking shoot somebody. I'm going to shoot somebody. They gave Mickey a gun. The guy's like, hey, I got a gun <laughs> to protect you. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, I, there's just that part of me, like that, that but brain part of me is just like, did they just say, all right, we want to make a game uh, using these characters, but they cannot attack enemies. They can't hurt anybody. Even if it's monsters, even if you say, oh, when you when you attack them, they go to sleep. You know, like someone's like, oh, you yeah. put them to sleep. You're putting them to sleep. They're like, no, we can't we can't have Mickey swing or hit anything. He just has to avoid it. I wonder if, if that was it. or Instead of like an attack button, it should be like a tickle button where it tickles. Like, I'm just going to tickle the shit yeah, out of you. Yeah, and just fucking funny, like fall on the floor. On the floor. Yeah, I, I'm, just cu- I'm just curious, you know. And uh, I've seen some reviews. I haven't read any reviews, but I saw some reviews, and they're not bad reviews. But I'm wondering. I'm like super curious to see if the reviews say like, yeah, but you can't attack anything. So like, just think if it's Metroid, and you're doing like very simple puzzles, but you're not attacking enemies. It sounds, it sounds shitty because you're so used to how Metroid is, or like Castlevania. But it works so far. It works for me. I'm digging it. Oh, Double Dragon Gaiden rise of the dragons ever since like streets of rage we uh, bringing back streets of rage 4 ever since that like any type of beat em up oh i want to try it and then it was like a month or two ago when they announced the new double dragon and i saw it and i'm like oh that seems interesting i'm i'm looking forward to it and i remember telling you like oh bethel ninja guy or not ninja guy double dragon and you were you were quick to be like eh, because you had already gotten to the point where you you realize, like, oh, Double Dragon isn't that great. Yeah. Like, I liked it as a kid, but, like, really looking at the series, it wasn't that great. But then we played Double Dragon Neon, and then you, we had fun playing Double yeah. Dragon Neon. And I think it, it mm. it's that thing where, just like I was talking about Disney, the Illusion Island, you're used to a certain type of beat-em-up, but then when that beat-em-up isn't like the other beat-em-ups, you're like, I don't like this because it's not what I'm familiar with. It doesn't have a dash, or it doesn't have a grab, or it doesn't have this. Regardless of what the beat-em-up is, or the beat-em-up does something different, like, all beat-em-ups should feel different. I know, like, if it's part of the same series, you don't want it to feel too different. But I think it should bring in something unique. But if it's changing certain mechanics or doing something different, it should work for the title itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it should should work for it. Mm -hmm. But I could see if you're, like, because... For years, dude, I was a like I always played because I had a Sega Genesis and I had the Sega Six Pack. It had columns. Streets of Rage in Columns. Columns is great. I like it. Yeah, I still like Tetris more, but uh, but you had Streets of Rage, right? But for years, ever since growing up as a kid, I never played Streets of Rage two, but I always saw Streets of Rage two and was like, and just always went oh, Streets of Rage two isn't as good as one. Never playing it though. <laughs> and as years went on, everyone goes Streets of Rage two is where it's at, bitch. Yeah. Right everybody and i'm like it's not that good when i finally got to play streets of rage 2 it was on the nintendo 3ds when sega was doing the releases of like their games their old sega games but in 3d using the 3d thing on the on 3ds yeah i played streets of rage 2 and i was just like, immediately was like fuck yeah this is way better <laughs> like like 
gameplay mechanics the feel of the controls i'm just like because i was so used to how streets of rage played that this changed it but for the better and i was like damn yeah streets of rage 2 is awesome yeah but then you have people who are super into streets of rage and then there's um final fight the capcom beat them up and some people go like i don't like this not as good as streets of rage but they're both very different yeah they're so different and final fight's still a great series so i understand that like holding what that is and like because it's not the same it's not good but then it shouldn't be that way because final fight play it's it should play differently right just like double dragon doesn't play anything like final fight or streets of rage double dragon has always had its distinct feel and as we know a ton of people have made uh double dragon games and from a a, a cool guy his name's matt mcmuscles did a whole like what was it 12 five hours Fuck, dude, playing all, all the everyone. double dragon games yeah come to find out that like i think tecmo licensed double dragon so it's like anyone could make it yeah. so a lot of people just remade the same game but it felt different and there's some versions that like oh the game boy advance double dragon is actually really good oh this double dragon for the pc engine i don't know i think it was on pc engine it's oh it's not great some of them look really bad yeah some of them look really bad and then like you know, there's Double Dragon 2, and then 3, and then Super Double Dragon, and then Double Dragon with Battletoads and stuff like that. And then when they re-released, they did it, not a re-release, but they were like, okay, we're making it legit. Because I think there was an original Double Dragon 4, but it was, then people went like, no, there's not real a real Double Dragon 4. We're making a Double Dragon 4, which took the old NES art style, and then you were stoked to get it. You got it, and you're like, this it is a piece sucks. of shit. So it, like, taints everything. Yeah. Like, just that series, it taints a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then I remember the the talking about Double Dragon Neon. I don't know if it was, like, free on... I want to say it was free on PlayStation <laughs> Plus. Yeah. We both downloaded it, and I remember I didn't rush to play it right away. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to try this out. And I remember you, like, played it, and you're like, I don't... It's I do not like good. It, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so I never touched it. I was like, fuck it. You yeah. said it, I was fuck it. Then it's another it's another one of those games that years later, someone like Matt McMuscle said, this is really good, Yeah. that I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it for Switch. We streamed it, and we had a good time. Yeah. Now, maybe it could be a type of game where it's like, it's better with people. Beat-em-ups usually are better with people. Yeah. But regardless of that, you know, series have their ups and downs. So with this one, Double Dragon Gaiden, I was intrigued by just the look of it. It looked very chibi. But I don't know what it was about it that made me go, oh, I'm excited. So I was also excited that it went physical right away when the download happened. So I was like, fuck it, I'll buy it. If anything, I'm out 30 bucks. Who cares? It can't be as bad as Treble Dragon 4. That's all I was like holding it to, right? Was like, I wasn't holding it to Neon. I was just like, it's not, as long as it's not as bad as Double Dragon 4, I'm good. And I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't till later that I found out that it had a type of roguelike mechanic but in this one again i'm not the hugest double dragon fan but i've played a bit of it the change up they did with this is a roguelike type of game and and when i'm saying roguelike is you have four crime bosses that you can go through and if you die depending on how much money you have or how many tokens you have when you die you can either spend the money to get extra lives or use tokens to continue your game if you don't have any of that and you just have to kind of end the game it erases your data boom you have to start all over again fresh you don't earn anything you don't you know so you're kind of like gambling and stuff but in settings you can kind of change it so that doesn't happen so you can play it any way you want you can change the settings but i kind of just went that way so roguelike the roguelike way it kind of did it was you know play through it get familiar with it but 
if you die depending on how much money you earned or how many tokens you can continue or get an extra life it all depends but also when you finish fighting every crime boss or certain stages you can upgrade using your money certain abilities certain attacks but i always chose not to do that and just gain more of the money so you're, it's just like a risk and reward thing but if you com completely die and have no way to revive yourself or anything that's it you start all the way over so i'm guessing that's kind of how roguelike is but i, I want to say some roguelikes are a bit more forgiving where you kind of keep stuff or no is that pretty much similar to roguelikes no roguelikes like if you if you die like you it just depends because i know hades if you die in the game you die in real yeah. life and hades like you if you die you depending on how far you get you you can still unlock some of the weapons mm -hmm. um oh, okay. but i didn't play that many that many uh, no roguelikes, roguelikes yeah really. it was kind of getting hot for a while and then it kind of i feel like it died down recently like roguelike games yeah they yeah. kind of like got a spike <laughs> yeah and then they're kinda, all over the place they, and then they, they've cooled it's simmered yeah. Not, nothing too crazy but what i dug was you got to choose any route you wanted to play in the as the four bosses any four bosses but once you beat a level with the boss then it increases every other boss so like the the next boss you choose because you beat one boss whichever order you want to do it in then they hire more people so then that level gets harder and then when you beat that second one they even hire more people so it just gets harder as you go but you get to choose the layout and, and any way you want to kind of route your gameplay through through the game what i thought was cool was at first was when i chose the first character i think it was like sergeant something i want to say sergeant slaughter but that's wrestling <laughs> but um i noticed his level was short and i was like oh okay that's pretty i'm like oh these are short levels I'm like oh maybe that's where the roguelike thing comes in and then when i played the second character or the second crime boss again it's any order you want to do i noticed it was a bit longer and then when i played the third one it was even longer and when i played the fourth one it went even farther i didn't get all the way to the end i ended up dying i ran out of money and i had to start all over i didn't get mad i was actually got excited then come to find out watching other people's gameplay that someone like if i started fresh with the fourth boss that i fought that had the long level i thought oh why don't i just start there to do the long level no it's a short level every level is actually a long level it just depends on how you start yeah. it so if you start with the first one it's going to be shorter yeah but if the first one you start off with is the fourth one that's going to be the longer level it's actually the levels get increased depending on what the order is does that make sense how i'm, yeah, how yeah, I'm explaining yeah. it? so no um, matter where you start it's always going to start short yeah it's always going to start yeah. short uh and i thought that was cool because it yeah. kind of surprises you and it kind of like changes up how the gameplay is yeah that was pretty cool and then like yeah as as it gets longer there's mid bosses so then you encounter some of the mid bosses and then i noticed that the combat was a bit different it's kind of like a fighting game in the part in the point where you can be jimmy or bimmy i noticed that like you know in some beat-em-ups if you use a special it'll take away from your health so i assume because you can do specials in double dragon i assume that if if you did a special it was going to take your health so i noticed that it took health but it kept it blue and I was like, oh, okay, that's because I did a special. But then I would do a couple of specials when I, when I would gain it, and I noticed that my health wouldn't go down. And then after a while, I'm like, oh, no, it's going down because I'm getting hit. Oh, wait, I could switch characters? And you kind of tag team it. So it was kind of like a Marvel vs. Capcom that it'll fill up. If you tag out your character and you have some blue left over, kind of like a Marvel vs. Capcom, yeah. it will fill up recover, as yeah. long as it'll, it'll get recovered as long as you have them out. Yeah. and then so you can kind of like mess with your health that way and i thought that was really cool yeah and then i come to find out that if we're doing co-op we both get two characters uh -huh. and we can do that so it's not like a 
having to tag you in or out me out to do yeah. that. It's like, no, you get two. Yeah. yeah, you have two, I have two. And they have multiple characters, too. There's so much to this. I could talk more about Double Dragon, but I had a fun time. Yeah. It was really cool. I, I enjoyed it, like the moves. My only gripe with it, and it's not the having to start everything over again. I kind of, I kind of accepted it. I wasn't like, oh, this fucking sucks. I accepted like, oh, this is how it is. And I think what helps it is when you start off, it's a small level and then it starts getting longer. You know, because at first you go, oh, it's just four. That seems very short. Yeah. But if you're going to go through multiple routes or do it different ways, it, it kind of extends it to me in, in my feeling. My only gripe was the enemies within the levels because every, every enemy is unique. The look of an enemy is unique to each level. So you have your regular like Tokyo themed level with your Tokyo themed characters. And then you have your New York City type of level with your New York punks level, you know, with, you know, through the subway and they all look punkish, but they're all the same characters. Meaning like you have your, your, they fight the same. your heavies. Mm. The only difference is if when you're in the, the somewhat like Tokyo level, they look like suited Yakuza dudes kind yeah. of or suited punker big buff punkers yeah, yeah. but they they play the same they so the it's same, yeah. they, they fight the same so i was kind of hoping for if that like keep that that's fine but like have at least one or two unique characters for each level but then that i guess that's where the mid bosses come in and that those are the unique ones so yeah you take it or leave it but i was kind of a bit bummed out like oh man it's not you know it's just a skit like it's just the same fight runs you fight <laughs> like that's kind of a bummer, you know. Yeah. You, it would been cool if like the punkers fought a little bit dirtier or something, yeah. you know. Like I think that's my issue with a lot of like most mm -hmm. most beat 'em ups. Even like in in Spider Man, uh, you Spider -Man, see yeah. it's it's the same. It's like different skins, just the same same kind of players, and then they yeah, got yeah. the heavies, and then they, yeah. fight, they fight the same. It's kind of uh, uh, it does get annoying because I'm just like sometimes they'll just throw a heavy at you, and then with a bunch of little ones, so you gotta kind of strategize, see how you're gonna fight mm -hmm. them. It's like oh, that's that's kind of whack. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it's funny that you brought up Spider-Man. I didn't even think that. Like, when you see Spider-Man, you're like, oh, it's a heavy. So yeah. I don't know what I need to do. Yeah. Okay. I have to dodge him. He gets confused, and I take him out. <laughs> yeah, I can keep talking about Double Dragon, uh. Gaiden, but I, I liked it a lot. It was fun. <clears throat> Gameplay's really good. Like, I, I feel like it's taking ideas of newer things and kind of incorporating it into it, because they could have just done the same thing. Yeah. You know, but uh, I thought it was a unique take. Whether people like it or they don't like it i i felt like it was a breath of fresh air again we had like streets rage 4 just a ton of beat-em-ups have been coming out which is great like i feel like there's a revival of beat-em-ups but i like that they took kind of like a unique position and, and kind of just incorporated things from other things and just to kind of make it unique now is it going to take off i don't know i don't know how other people feel about it but i it I had a fun time playing it. I had a fun time streaming it. And a lot of the times I, when I'm playing new games on my stream, it's weird. I don't have fun. <laughs> if it's new, cause I don't know, I'm kind of figuring it out. Yeah. And I feel like it's so, I hate, I hate, I don't know why. I hate figuring it out. I hate figuring out stuff on stream because I feel like I'm take, I make it boring. Yeah. Cause I feel, I gotta like, I, I want to be entertaining, but if I'm like, I don't get what's going on. I, I feel like everyone's just like, oh, it was boring. Guy. It's a fucking guy. But with Double Dragon, fuck, I couldn't. I could not be happy. I was so happy. I was just having a, a blast. It was just fun. Yeah, those are the games I played. I had a good amount. So yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit.
so this week, uh, we've talked about this before, but now there's sources that have come out. Usually I'm not one to... I've talked about it on here where I don't like to talk about rumors too much. But, I don't know, this, this just seems kind of... I want to talk about it just because I want to get your opinion on it. But, uh, development kits for Nintendo's next console are now with key partner studios with launching plans for next year, sources have told VGC. According to multiple people with knowledge of Nintendo's next-gen console plans, the company is likely to release new hardware during the second half of 2024 to ensure that it has an ample stock available on day one and avoid the kind of shortage seen with the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Although specific details on the console are being kept closely guarded, to indicated that the next generation console would be able to be used in portable mode. But the console could launch with an LCD screen instead of the more premium OLED in order to bring down costs, especially considering the increased storage needed for higher fidelity games. The current Switch comes with just 32GB of internal memory, while many current gen PlayStation and Xbox games are over 100GB. Like its predecessor, the new Xbox console will also accept physical games via a cartridge slot, the source said. Other details such as backwards compatibility, support for Switch games, remains unclear. Nintendo has said it wants to convert as many of Switch's 100 million plus user base as possible to its next system, although some third-party publishers are said to have expressed concern that the legacy support for Switch games could negatively affect sales of next-gen titles. 2024 console launch would make sense for Nintendo, which is projected to see double-digit declines in Switch hardware and software sales this year after it cleared seven years in the market. Looking at Nintendo's financials, it seems clear that it's time for a new piece of hardware in 2024. Hardware is already projected to fall 16.5% year-on-year in the current fiscal while minus for software to be expected to hit 15.9%. The original Switch released over three years after PS4 and Xbox One, which proved to be an effective move for Nintendo. A second half of 2024 release for the Switch 2 would nearly would be nearly four years after PS5 and Xbox X and S, so we would see a similar mid-cycle launch for Nintendo, he said. I argue that unlike 2017, Microsoft and Sony consoles still feel relatively new at the moment, partially due to the component shortage slowing the rollout in the first two years, and software delays meaning we've not seen too many titles take full advantage of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. So it's to be seen whether Nintendo will enjoy the same benefit. However, the biggest competitor Nintendo faces is itself. Although its core fans are eager for more hardware, its more family-oriented casual fans will need more convincing. What will the next Mario Kart offer that they're currently not getting from the current one, for example? Nintendo has struggled to upgrade players in previous generations, so how it approaches things like digital libraries, the Nintendo account, and even backwards compatibility may prove crucial in the next system getting off to a strong start. What I wanted to get your opinion on, Bethel, was some key features in this. They did talk about that they're probably going to go with LCD instead of the OLED screen to cut costs. Which at first I was like, oh man, really? They're just, they're not going to go with OLED? Because I have an OLED Switch and that screen is nice. But then when I read that it talked about cutting costs, that makes sense. I get it. And that could always be an upgrade they do later. Oh, get the OLED version. Because I'm sure they saw a benefit of getting the OLED version. But there's been some topics. And, you know, uh, lately this past like week or uh, this past week, you're just seeing these type of headlines. And more reading into this, you're getting the headlines of Nintendo not doing backwards compatibility. And I've seen headlines of 
Developers don't want backwards compatibility. It seems like developers, some, are saying that it's not a good idea to have legacy content on a new console because it could backfire on them. Now, I don't know how you feel about that, but reading it that way, I kind of think that these third parties are kind of like, no, we want to re-release our games again because we saw such a big boom doing that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know if they're saying you shouldn't do that because that might be a bad idea. I'm kind of looking at it as them going, don't do it so we could just release an upgrade and get more money. Yeah. So that's how I kind of read it. I don't know. How How do you feel in, in how they're saying that? And also, if Nintendo didn't have backwards compatibility, is that a, is that a negative for you? It, it makes sense what you say that the the uh, developers are gonna are trying to convince them not to um or I mean this year you're just speculating but to try to convince them that that uh um, backwards compatibility is a bad idea so they can re-release their games that makes sense just because they're gonna be making more money on that and the um if it's not backwards compatible I don't know honestly I. I feel like for Nintendo games, I'm just like, eh, whatever. I, it's it's not that big of a deal, but anytime there's mention of back, backwards compatibility, there's people that are upset that if they don't have it. So I mm-hmm. mean, I think it'd be nice to have it, but if they don't, I feel. Did you met? Did they mention in that article that they're going to have a cartridge? Or they're, they're yeah, there's a cartridge. Slot. Okay. Yeah. See, that makes it more like, yeah, it'd be cool if they did have it backwards compatible, kind of like how the. Um, the DS and the 3DS was there similar uh, cartridges, so it'd be it'd be nice to be for them to have a backwards compatible. If it's going to be um, a cartridge, uh. having backwards compatibility on a newer console is cool because then you just need one piece of hardware yeah. to be able to play everything that you had from previous to the to the new one. Yeah, and I guess I kind of and I also see that the third parties are like, no, we want to re-release our shit because we sold a ton. Like people just bought it. Yeah. And I think it just kind of goes into them thinking that's what's going to happen. We, we don't know if that's going to happen. If people are just going to be like, no, I already have this for this. I'm not going to buy it again. Fuck that. Where when we had the Switch, it was such a unique new thing that we were like, yeah, I want to buy this game so I could play it portably on my Switch. Yeah. Remember how we were like, man, we wish Persona 5 was on here so we could just play Persona <laughs> yeah. 5 on the Switch. I think that's that's my, my thing with it. Like, it's portable, so if they don't make it, the next one... Uh, backwards compatible I'll just play my portable version of it or plug it in somewhere but more likely I'll probably play it portably just so I can uh, um, have a free space like HDMI space Mm -hmm. so I I mean for me like I was like yeah I'll I'll be okay with this if I'm not gonna get rid of my my switch I'll just keep all my old games and play them whenever I can yeah yeah, it's, it's strange, and and I don't know also, too, if it, it could be a negative to where if you do make it fully backwards compatible, people are like, well, then what's the new... There's only, like, five new games. Like, you know, why do I need this now? I'll just wait. I could play all my... It plays all the other yeah, games. Yeah, you, like, you run like, into like, that, too. Is that, is that going to matter? Is that not going to matter? It's weird. It can. I, I, no, because, like, you, how you mentioned, like, there's not going to be a lot of games. People are going to be playing their old games. So it I think it might hurt Nintendo if that... If... Uh, if they release few uh, few amount of games and still have like a your your entire entire back catalog that you can play with still on the new console. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what was it? I think it was uh, was it PS Five where we're like we're just playing a bunch of our old games because there's like nothing. P. Nothing I remember on. that happened with PS Three for me. Yeah. 
That happened with PS4, PS5. Yeah, it's actually happened with everything. <laughs> yeah. But you were able to play your old games, but yeah. at least running a bit better, looking yeah. a bit better. So I think I think that for me, that's what gets me excited for a new console if it's backwards compatible, because then it's like, oh, now I like the idea of like, hey, this will run better on the new hardware. It takes advantage of this. So this game that kind of had some slowdown a little bit, nothing too bad. Now it actually fucking... It's actually really cool. Or, hey, we optimized it, so now you can play it using better specs so it will run and look better. Just stuff like that makes gets me excited for it. But even on the talk about games, they're talking about that they're expecting it to be the fourth quarter of 2024 and that they'll have more games than they had during the launch of the Nintendo Switch. And this was something that Joe, I think Joe was the first one. But Joe said there was a fucking banger for Switch the first year every fucking month. And they mentioned that on here. Yeah. Every month, there was something for the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch first year yeah. was like the best year because there was something every year. The second year was good too, but I think there was just like, maybe not bangers every month, but like there was a lot of shit coming out. You were looking forward to something all the fucking time. The Switch had it. Mm. Now, a good majority of them were re-releases. You know, and also like... We've talked about this too, like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. For a lot of people, that was the first yeah. time they played Mario Kart 8. Unless you had a Wii U, you didn't know that this was just a port. There was a lot of ports that came to it, but for a lot of people, that was awesome. And Mario Kart 8 came out with so much stuff that unless Mario Kart 9 has that and in droves, people are going to go like, this has shit. <laughs> this has nothing. Yeah. Mario Kart 8, and you can't tell those people, I've talked about it here before, you can't tell those people, oh, no, 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 but that was ported from the last console, so it already had, it, it didn't have they all that care. stuff. They, now they, yeah, they don't yeah. give a fuck, they don't care. <laughs> no, nah, that was on the right. Switch. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying, they don't care, they <laughs> don't care. That's what I said, that's the reason, like, oh, it was on the Switch, It was though. on the Switch, though, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, and, and I'm hoping that they do have a lot of stuff coming out, and I don't see why they wouldn't. I think Nintendo knows that they have to have stuff ready, because they knew what made the Switch successful. But there's many things that could uh, go wrong with a new launch, that, with anything, if they, don't, if they don't approach it perfect. And there could be things. And again, I know I would be upset if there was no backwards compatibility. I don't know if the general public would be but i want to say yes because i remember people being you can watch find videos on youtube of people being mad that the nintendo games didn't work on super nintendo but that made sense because there was no way to run those cartridges but to to people it was like why can't you why why can't you you know and then there's one i i love this one because it's a video you can find where it's on the news and the lady goes that's why i talk to my son and say this is what these corporations do because they just try to get money from you and that's all that corporations care about and i'm like oh shit this lady's all about it she's right though she's about it yeah she's right. <laughs> i like how they talked about uh maybe like internal storage like the the reason for not having the led is to save money but to Add it to storage so it mm -hmm. has a bigger storage capabilities. Yeah. So, you know, when the Switch launched, it was 32 gigabytes. So, uh, we're probably going to get 45 gigabytes this time around. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect Nintendo to have anything good specs memory wise. Oh, okay. Memory wise. I think, wise. I think specs, even like I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get like something that's as strong as like a PS4. It has to be better than a Pro. It can't, it, it's nowhere, it can't be five, it no. can't be Xbox Series X. But it needs to be somewhere where I think Nintendo, and I'm hoping they do this, is what can we do to make this where you can easily 
downgrade your game to run on the next Switch. Because yeah. that's what they need. You know, some people will say, like, no, Nintendo could, Nintendo could uh, survive with just their titles. And don't get me wrong, they have amazing titles. Tears of the Kingdom sh- sold a shit ton of copies. Nintendo can't just rely, ban- on, that, rely yeah. on their IPs. Yeah. What really helped Switch was third-party stuff. Shit, I had a lot of third-party stuff because I was like, I want to play Burnout on a portable. Yeah. But look how we are now. The Switch isn't unique anymore. There's the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. There's, um, I forget what the other one, the Acer, Ry- Ry- I forget what it's called. But PlayStation's going to have That's something different, but <laughs> but they're n- it's not unique anymore. You can play Steam games. Again, you don't have the full access library of all Steam games, but you can play a portable computer with a Steam Deck yeah. and other units. So mm-hmm. now, Switch isn't in a league of its own. But again, it has the advantage of a brand name and Steam Deck isn't sold in stores, mm. right? So maybe it's not that big of a competition, but when it comes to what you want to say, the gamers, depending on how the specs are going to be for the next Switch, it will be criticized if not that if it has to be near Steam Deck, but I think it has to be at least somewhat impressive and also be something that can take a third-party title or even games that are coming out for the newer consoles and be downgraded not to where it sacrifices gameplay but graphics because dude mortal kombat 11 looked amazing on ps4 and xbox one looked even better when it was ported to ps5 and xbox series x but it still came out on switch and still sold a lot it looked like shit but played like mortal kombat yeah so that's what mattered for that yeah but it looked like shit <laughs> can they still get away with that if it looked that bad i don't know <sighs> but it still needs to be impressive but being able to downscale some of the third party games when switch came out it was unique it was a new thing we n- nobody that's what i'm saying but now it's not unique anymore it isn't even if we didn't have the Steam Deck, even if we didn't have all these other handhelds, it still wouldn't have been unique because it's like, oh, they're just doing the same thing. So this is going to be interesting to see how they tackle a lot of a, a lot of this stuff. And again, you, you were ta- you were talking about like not caring for backwards compatibility, but I think it does. It's hard to say, but it, I think it does for some casual people. I just think that even if the majority of casual people are mad that you can't play your games backwards compatible, even though only 5% would actually do it. Yeah. They would just be mad at the notion of it, maybe. Are you ready for a new Switch? It's yeah. In seven years, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been waiting for this. <laughs> You've been waiting for this. Um, oh, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, uh, something that we've talked about uh, for a while, like I, I want... Like I said earlier, we I've mentioned this several times. I'm sure you mentioned it. Something that's just something that's stronger, like specs wise. Like like I said, like a PS4. Like I said, PS4 Pro even better. Um, I want to go farther. Let's push it more. I don't think they will. I don't think. I honestly don't think they have a choice. With what's out there, that's all I'm saying. I just didn't, and again, I'm not saying PS5 or Xbox Series X. Yeah. I'm just saying they're gonna. It's just Series to, S. the moment, the moment where, the moment where a third-party developer is like, "We want to put this on your console." Your console we sucks. just, we just can't afford to port it. Yeah. Because if we have to put, if we have to put more, then that's the thing. It's not 
what a lot of people don't understand, and I've said this many times, it's not a, just a copy-paste and it works on here. It's yeah. not copy-paste. It's like if they run into any roadblocks and like, fuck, uh, okay, this doesn't work in this. <sighs> hey, how can we get this out by November? Is it, it's like and trying I, to trying to translate something, but you don't really know the language. Yeah, yeah and then someone's just... <laughs> Someone's just like, nah, dude, we're not going to be able to. Yeah. And I it's like, speak, and then I speak it in Spanish. you're going you're gonna to have some people just like port it anyway. And it's just going to get reviewed like this fun runs like shit. Yeah. Like, cause even that, like the Witcher runs on the switch, maybe not perfect, but it's not horrible enough to where people go, fuck this. It runs like shit. Some people are like, dude, at the time it was the only portable. Like you're, I'm like, I'm playing Witcher on the fucking go. Yeah, it's running at 30 frames, sometimes dips to 25 or 20, <laughs> but it's fucking Witcher on the go. I don't think that... I think now it's more scrutinized. It's going to get even more... Like, you can't get away with that anymore. It'll be more scrutinized. So that's what I'm saying is it just... Even if it... I'm, I'm not even talking about, like, graphically powerful, like, oh, man, it looks like you're fucking playing the Turtles game or the Turtles movie on the fucking game. No, no, no. And maybe even something to where it's like... I don't know hardware specs, but it's like, dude, this has so much RAM that it could fucking... It loads it so fast that, like, the fucking game beats itself in five seconds or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, just something to the point where it just makes it easy for third... Because that's what third parties want. They want to throw it on... Any, like, right now, the cost of games being so expensive, they want to be able to put it on everything. But if you're gonna... If we're gonna have to put more money into yours unless you're our number one we just heard heard that with Baldur's Gate 3 there's a problem them put, putting Baldur's Gate 3 on the Xbox is mm. because of the Xbox Series S yes. and Xbox only allows you to put if you're going to put the game on an Xbox X series it has to work for S but since that feature doesn't work on the S they don't allow it Nintendo can't I don't even think Xbox can afford to do that, but they're doing it. Yeah. So they're losing out on a fucking game right now that everyone's kind of going crazy for. And it's on PS5 and Steam and on your PC. But Xbox doesn't have it. When's it going to come to Xbox? Probably not by the end of the year. I don't think Nintendo can afford that. And if Nintendo isn't like... The only way third parties will at least tolerate that is if they're like, we sell this much on Switch. Unless they sell a ton on the next console... They're going to be like, yeah, we're not going to be able to do this. And it, it it doesn't benefit us to put the extra time and cost into making this work on your console if we don't sell the most on your console. But because the Switch, the original Switch, did so well and sold a lot for a lot of third-party companies, they invested sometimes the money to make, okay, let's make this work really good because we, we get the money back because people buy it. If that doesn't happen for the second one, they're not going to even waste the money. They're like, oh, it's a couple more times of... Tinkering to make it nah, cancel it. Yeah. Yes, Nintendo has an amazing first-party catalog that anyone would kill for, but I think they can't just go. We don't need a third party because it helped them with Switch, and they needed it for Wii U. So that's my feeling on it. It's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting to just kind of see like when everything gets officially talked about or officially like how it all it's gonna turn. But I don't know. That's pretty much all I gotta say. Is there any closing remarks for you, Bethel? Not that I can think of. What do you think they can call it that wouldn't confuse people? Switch you. Switch you. <laughs> do you think... Okay, people have said this. Do you think people will get this even if they said Super Switch? Like, there was Nintendo. Super, Super Nintendo there's Super Switch. Nintendo. 
Because I think people still remember, of course, the Super, Super Nintendo. Yeah. So if you were like Super Switch, people go like, "Oh, that's the new one." What do you call it if you don't call it Switch? Would that be? Would you? Would you like it if it was called Revolution? And you gotta play the fucking Beatles songs. Yeah. 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 Oh shit, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, man. It's also gonna be interesting if they're just gonna say Switch Two. Yeah. Do they just go along with the number? Like, fuck it, let's not risk it. They're like, fuck it, let's not risk it. Let's put a two because no one's gonna be stupid enough not to realize it's the second one. It's like. Wait, so is this like two switches? Like, <laughs> you know, you know is what I mean? Like, like, the Nintendo 2, 2DS, is it like that one? The two switches in there? Because you know Nintendo knows that they fucked up with the Wii U. Yeah. By naming it that way, yeah. right? And I think they also fucked up by by only having the tablet. Because then the people just went like, oh, you just buy that tablet and you have a Wii U. So yeah. they fucked up there. So what did what did they do, do you think, visually to, to differentiate the second one? This is what I was thinking. Let, let, me, let me know what you think. You know the Pro Controller? Yeah. What if the Pro Controller was actually the, the Joy-Cons? Cons. That'd be nice. Right? And, be better, and then more when, comfortable. You, when you take it off, you can just connect them. There's this cool thing that just connects them, and then it becomes your handheld. So you don't have to... You can buy extra ones, and they just attach to it, or you just have you know the Joy-Con. You know, so it has the nice grip and everything. Yeah. Because the only reason I say that is because I think people now, because of the Steam Deck, are accustomed to... A nice hold. Heftier one, yeah. And then it's also backwards compatible with your Joy-Cons. If they're going to go that route. It's like, oh, you can use Joy-Cons yeah. if you want, and we're still going to sell them. So if you like that better, cool. But with all of them, it's and then it makes a, a pro controller. I think yeah. that makes it different. I think it would be better, more comfortable, because how it is now, it's my hands my, my hands fall asleep with that. Mm-hmm. And it's like too cramped. I, I always hated that in the, the DS playing that so I, I got a little case for my ds where it's uh-huh. a little chunkier and it feels more comfortable what about for little kids they're like i can't wrap my hands around <laughs> kids. i don't know i was just thinking that like there it has there has to be something visually to so you know like oh that's different but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens really with everything yeah. so but uh, that's going to be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Remember, it's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse McClurk, Lita with Beto Esparza. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later. On this week's episode of Therapeutic Control Podcast, it's called Butter. And we are back this week to talk about the one thing that Bethel cares about. Was it you care about, Bethel? Sex. <laughs> <laughs>
Would have been better if I was there. Let him eat that ass. 